0: Pro Group Management, workers' comp that works for you.
1: Welcome to Nevada Newsmakers. On the broadcast today, Brian Wachter joins us along with Alexander Marks. We're discussing education and its funding. It's all coming up next on all new Nevada Newsmakers. Big R in Sparks is located on Bering Boulevard next to Smith's and across from Reed High School. It's a 50,000 square foot hardware store and a whole lot more. It's huge with clothing, power equipment, tools, and of course, hardware. Big R is located on Bering Boulevard in Sparks next to Smith's and opposite Reed High School. Big R. Hardware and a whole lot more.
2: The do it right guys at Nevada Heating have one mission. Your furnace breaks down today, we fix it today. Why freeze for days while your furnace is down when Nevada Heating can get the job done today and you can get warm again? For nearly 50 years, locally owned Nevada Heating has been getting the job done right. Call today at 323-5585 and we'll fix it today. That's 323-5585 or online at NevadaHeating.com. Safety is the number one priority for the trucking industry. Over $7 billion a year is spent on technology like this electronic eye that will apply the brakes automatically. But the most important factor for safety is the truck driver. These hardworking men and women who safely move over 70% of our nation's freight and 94% of Nevadas. We thank you because trucks move America forward.
0: Nevada Newsmakers Studio is located at the headquarters of the Nevada Trucking Association. Motion and purpose are a truck's greatest virtue. This is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shan, a no-holds-barred political forum now from the Nevada Newsmakers Broadcast Headquarters, here is Sam Shedd.
1: And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we're delighted to welcome back to the program Brian Wachter. He is the Senior Vice President of the Retail Association of Nevada and Alexander Marks. Uh, he's the NSCA Political Coordinator. Welcome to you both on this first day of the legislature. And you're both in Carson City. Yup. <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on the opening day of the session as we're taping this? Alex, go Always ahead. It kind of
2: feels like the Super Bowl for lobbyists. Um, <laughs> I think uh, you know everything we do at NSCA is is kind of for this moment. You know, we have a pretty robust political program to get folks elected who are going to run pro public education items every session. So this is kind of what that's all for, so that we can get some money from the state, get it down to the districts, bargain for it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's exciting to be in the education space on day one.
1: Are you optimistic with what's come out so far?
2: Asking a lobbyist if he's optimistic on day one of the legislature, Sam. Um, yeah, I am. I think, you know, I, I think everybody seems to have the right priorities um, in terms of wanting to further public education, how far they get, how much they're able to meet in the middle. Uh, that's kind of, I think the the big question mark of the session, you know, both sides have kind of made their proposals for whether it's teachers raises or, you know, class size or what have you. Um, so I'm, I'm optimistic. I think both want to push the state forward um, and at NSCA, we're going to make sure that they go even further than they're currently proposing. Cause I think they could, but uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic that we'll be able to move the state forward in public education this session.
1: Uh, Brian, your thoughts on the first day of the session.
0: You know, I, I think for all the reason that Alexander may be optimistic, uh, we don't share that level of optimism. Um, you know, in, in the business community, uh, it's hard to be optimistic at the moment, given um, the business cycle, uh, where we are with all the economic indicators um, and what that means for the future. You know, our, our retailers um, are in business 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and, and the legislature really is kind of a, a pause in our normal operations, trying to figure out um, how we are going to survive into the future. And, and so this, uh, it's 120 days of uncertainty um, and that leads to you know significant anxiety and, and concern over over what that feature looks like.
1: All right, so so what are your biggest concerns? Name the top uh, three concerns? Uh,
0: well, our, our biggest issues from a retail standpoint are trying to get um, organized retail crime um, and kind of this um, epidemic of shoplifting um, that we have seen, uh, which absolutely has an impact on education spending Sam, because for every um, product that is stolen from our stores, um, and then sold on a fence or online, that's money um, that the state certainly isn't recuperating uh, in, in sales tax um, or for the LSST for that matter. And so that's a, a huge priority that has implications um, from everywhere. Um, our, our second um, big concern is, is expanding the role um, that um, retail pharmacies can play uh, in the community. Uh, during COVID, we saw a huge stride um, and being able to provide access, um, low cost uh, medication shots, vaccines. And so there's a continued role uh, for that to increase. Um, and then third is kind of the unknown um, fear uh, of what kind of regulatory employment changes um, that we are going to see um, coming up in the next one hundred and twenty days. Sam.
1: Okay, well, let's let let me um, uh, start in on something that happened pretty much right after the governor's state of the state. So um, I, I'm coming to you, Alexander. Um, so the governor proposes $2 billion in spending uh, over the next biennium that's in addition to what's already being uh, spent. And normally, when, whenever I've talked to you in the past or anybody else really from the education world, I, I've always said, you know, what's the number? And you've always responded, you know, another billion dollars. Well, here's two billion dollars. And yet you almost immediately put out a press release um, that says Governor Lombardo's proposals failed to meet the moment, voucher scheme a dangerous distraction. Whatever happened to the guy just got elected, um, there's a certain amount of time between the election and when you start hammering him. Um, $2 billion seems like a lot of money. And now the Democrats have proposed another $250,000 going in towards that. Uh, isn't that a starting point uh, of good news rather than bad news?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, I'll, I'll kind of parse this in, in two sections. I think the $2 billion is a good start. Um, when we're looking at the Commission on School Funding's recommendations and what they're proposing, it does fall short of their recommendations for optimal funding for public education. So per our math at NSEA, this uh, $2 billion would increase the per pupil amount to about $12,400. Um, unfortunately, that's about $4,000 short of where the Commission on School Funding has said that they need to be so that does beg the question of yes we have this two billion dollars which is great but now what um you know if if banner years and sales tax and and gaming revenue and and all that stuff still leaves us that far behind what's the plan moving forward so you know we we certainly think there are problems with putting so much money into the reserve accounts Um, we would love to see proposals that further the progressive revenue suggested and recommended by the commission on school funding so it's a good it's a good start. Like I think it puts us about three or four years ahead of where we needed to be on that ten year plan. But then what happens after that three year plan? And then the second part of your question was the uh, the two hundred fifty million dollars in additional salary increases. Um, we're very happy to see that. We think that's a good plan. Uh, again, a down payment on NSEA's time for twenty campaign. Which is calling for the 20% salary increase, $20 minimum wage for education support professionals and our 20 average 20 students average class size. And the reason we point to 20 and all the data points to 20 is because that's where it looks like Nevada should be based on all available data. So the 250 million again gets us, I think, to about 10%. But even without all that data pointing to 20, we do have states like New. Mexico who gave a 20% raise recently. So just to stay competitive, you know, if you're a new teacher and or even a, a veteran teacher looking to either move or stay in Nevada, you might be leaning towards the state offering a 20% salary increase to where you currently are at as opposed to a 10%. So it's a great down payment on that time for 20. We'd love to see them go further and we think, you know, we've costed it out. We think we have the money to be able to provide that 20% salary increase.
1: Okay, what would it take to uh, increase uh, to that $4,000 that you say we're short at this point in time? I mean, is that another billion, half billion, two billion? 2 um,
2: billion? I think it's still another 2 billion aggregate per year. I think just the way the math works out over the, when you stretch it all out. But I mean, that's, that's what this commission on school funding was recommending is, I mean, they have everything from a wealth tax, a millionaires' tax, expanding gaming, expanding. Money. I mean, they they have a plethora of items that the legislature could develop into policies. You know, I mean, at, at NSEA, I think we're just every options on the table because we just want to see that funded appropriately, and you know, we don't want to see this plan sit on a shelf and collect dust like other ones have done in the past.
1: Uh, Brian, what's your response to this?
2: Yeah, well, there's a there's a lot to unpack there, um, Sam,
0: and I, I think the the first and foremost is especially feeling from the business communities that the goalposts keep moving. You know, a, a $12,441 in per pupil spending actually takes Nevada um, to about the national average. And then in the fiscal year 25, that number increases to 12,800. And that takes Nevada above um, the national average in, in per pupil spending. Um, and so that used to be the goal. Um, and that was something uh, that we were striving for. And, and now that we're there, um, that's not enough. We need an extra $2 billion. And, and I agree with Alexander, there is no plan um, currently presented by anybody other than the Commission on School Funding uh, in order to, to get to that additional $2 billion in funding. You know, Alexander rightly points out that a large portion of this historical budget and this historical investment into education is the result of overperformance in sales tax and gaming taxes. Um, and the question even remains there, if those two revenue sources are going to continue to um, provide the same amount of revenue, or if it's likely as in sales tax, um, those numbers are going to start coming down. Um, and so that really begs the question that, that we do need to arrive and start having a conversation if this is the goal uh, on how we have sustainable education funding going um, into the future. Um, you know, When it comes to the additional $250 million that the legislative Democrats have announced you know, even Dr. Jara has said that falls short of the 10% raise that you would need um, in Clark County, which is $325 million, not, not the additional 250. Um, and that really is kind of, I think, a misnomer as well, because you know, Sam, and I think everyone's aware, the way we fund education is um, now, as uh, we give these districts a big pot of money um, and we require those local decisions to be made on the off chance that Humboldt County has different needs than, than Clark County. Um, And the formula takes all of that into account. Um, But what it misses here, and I think, you know, the point is that across the board, salary increases. Um, The 20% that Alexander's looking for, um, the 10% that Dr. Jara has mentioned, or the 8% that um, Governor Lombardo has actually given them is unlikely to do very much at all um, to increase education outcomes uh, in the state of Nevada. Um, It's not even going to make a difference when attempting to take first year starting teachers or or those who are young in their teaching um, careers out of um, this level that both CCEA and NSEA um, tend to put on and show us is is they're in poverty or they're making below the the threshold levels. Um, But none of that has changed with an 8%, 10% or 20% across the board. cut. It's going to take actual conversations other than just throwing the money at the
2: table.
1: Okay, Alexander, you want to respond?
2: Yeah, um, I think too, you know, a thing that kind of gets lost in the $250 million is the mechanics of the actual funding plan, and, and Brian alludes to it a little bit. But due to the mechanics of that actual plan, what ends up happening is certain school districts won't even have the resources to be able to give a raise. So because certain levels, I think it's Story County currently and uh, Esmeralda at this point, and then there's a couple of the rural districts that just got out of their 2020 levels, um so that needs to be addressed if they do want to actually give across the board raises whether it's 10 20 or 15 like whatever it is that needs to be addressed regardless because every Nevada educator deserves that raise if there's going to be given a raise um and the one thing I'll just push back a little on is the outcomes and I I, I we've we've heard it I think you can't guarantee but I can almost say if you have a classroom educator or an education support professional in our classrooms who have been given a raise to retain them so that they don't leave, I would argue that does help with retention because currently statewide, we have about 2,500 vacancies that's certified and classified. We have permanent substitute teachers teaching students daily. Uh, Teachers are being pulled in different directions, selling prep time. Buses were late in the beginning of the school year. Um, you know, when our paraprofessionals can't meet needs because they're pulled in eight different directions, our students with the IEPs suffer, Um, you know, so I think if you solve the retention problem, I think that's, that's obviously key, you know, I mean, attraction and, and retention go hand in hand, but retaining our veteran educators, I think will help with outcomes because you will have classrooms with teachers in them, certainly making sure we have new teachers in the pipeline and all that stuff. And we've discussed that but i do think retention of our veteran teachers will help with outcomes because a lot of them are a day away, one bad day away from literally quitting this profession i mean there was a i don't know if you guys caught it but uh, a teacher or a former teacher who went and worked for costco it went viral on tiktok it's got 4 million votes this woman has never been happier outside of the classroom i want to make sure and i know brian agrees with this that we make a education system here in nevada where teachers don't think that working for costco is better than working with our students and raising the future.
0: Brian? That brings up an excellent point, right, is when you get uh, education professionals and you get teachers who are making the move to retail jobs, right, Costco being being one of them and making the move to retail jobs, you're, I think, going to be hard-pressed to find that that move is entirely based on, on salary and compensation. Um, I think what you're going to find, and and the reason that teacher was so excited about Costco is because people told them thank you. They didn't have sixteen people jumping up and down and them trying to do a lot of things. they it, It's a much easier and and, I don't want to say rewarding, but but less stressful position, um none of which is solved by increasing teacher salaries across the board. Um, but that's what we've done. This is, I think, Sam, my fifth or sixth historical increase in in education investment in my nine sessions I've been involved in the Nevada legislature, Um, all of that money ends up going into salaries. Um, And yet Nevada languishes uh, when it comes to per pupil um, outcomes. In fact, we're 50th in the country. When you look at, um, you know, um, cradle to to career, how well our students are performing, um, what we're setting them for up in in the future, um, and, and how much money they are going to make over their lifetime. Um, and the Nevada education system continues to erode um, their lifetime earnings um, going into the future, none of which is solved uh, by a the board salary increase.
1: All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and we will continue this discussion after this timeout
0: point break the bank giveaways at Tamarack Casino plus win your share of 50,000 in cash the 10 million point break the bank giveaways plus 50,000 in cash at Tamarack Casino now through February 25th your good times are at Tamarack Casino
1: as you know Reno is booming tolls development company is helping it grow with insightful design and development building community with every project adding beauty adding excitement emphasizing our shared humanity. Reno is becoming bigger. Tolls Development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com, tollsdevelopment.com.
2: Save money and take transit. Did you know you can ride the bus all day for less than what it would cost you for a gallon of gas? Plan your trip now by going to RTCWashow.com.
0: Like a traditional handmade basket, retail is woven into the fabric of life in Nevada. From big box to mom and pop, retail supports our communities in countless ways jobs for the disabled, team uniforms for kids, help for the elderly, and so much more. Retail employs over one in 10 workers. Retail supports Nevada, and we support retail. R-A-N-N-V Pro Group Management is the place where companies can find workers comp solutions that are designed to meet their specific business requirements. As regulations evolve, Pro Group takes a proactive approach to clear the path to make sure your business stays ahead of the curve. Knowing your workers comp program is optimized, you can focus on other important matters related to your growing business. Pro Group Management, workers' comp that works for you. This is Nevada Newsmakers.
1: And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Alexander Marks. He's the NSCA political coordinator. And Brian Wachter is the senior vice president of the Retail Association of Nevada. So, Alexander, Brian brings up a good point here and one that I wanted to raise, which is, you know, I I don't think anybody doubts that we want to see teachers who are properly paid. Um, but there's a difference between the pay and the achievement goals. And that seems to be where a lot of criticism comes, especially in Clark County, uh, perhaps more so than anywhere else in the state. Um, how do you respond to that? And how, how do you um, show the achievement that people would want from the increase in money going towards education and towards salaries?
2: Well, there's a couple things we could be doing. So as I mentioned previously, our, our time for 20 the last prong of that is the average class sizes of 20 so i think when you can get down a manageable class size kids will learn more teachers will have less stress because it's a manageable classroom um that will help with morale so i think that that's something that we need to focus on quite a bit um but you know we're we're also working on we had it last session it was called the educator bill of rights this session we're calling it the uh the respect educator act but i think in terms of creating and I think morale has a lot to do with it, but like autonomy in their workplace, you know, not having time to prep hurts educators, it hurts students. Um, so it's a lot of things like that that I think we can be doing. Um, you know, there's bills out there to get rid of, end of course, exams. Um, there's a bill I'm actually really excited about, too, that I think uh, will get rid of, you know, student learning data being included in teacher legis- uh, teacher evaluations, but also having teachers work together to create some tor- so, some type of assessment. So, I mean, there's a lot we can be doing. I think it's just a matter of figuring out how to f- how to approach it first. And I think class size is probably something that we could be doing to make sure, because if you can't have, you can't learn with 45 kids in your class sometimes. Um, so I think when you can chip away at the class size, that will help with all these other achievement issues that people are seeing. And that I think would coincide with the amount of money that we'll be investing in over the next uh, few years.
1: Brian?
0: You know, know, capacity is an interesting um, situation. And I have not yet heard um, from any of the teachers unions in Nevada that um, they want to use any of this money or lead an investment in capital. Um, We don't have enough schools. Um, Certainly take Clark County, for instance, Um, the high school that I sit on the SOT with. uh, We've been at capacity. Uh, We cannot put another teacher in a classroom. We don't don't have any. Um, We could start putting portables. Um, and we do have portables, but we are out of classrooms. Um, and so it's easy to say, oh, we want you know, to increase or decrease uh, teacher ratios uh, when we don't have the teachers and we don't have the classrooms. And, and maybe this is an attempt to, to solve the teacher retention problem. Maybe if we get a pipeline, we can bring in new recruits. Um, perhaps uh, we can do all that. I, I think it's going to be a little bit more uh, circumspect than, than optimistic. Uh, but even if we did, we have nowhere to put them. Um, and so that, that really begs the question on, on where are our priorities and, and how we have to do them. And I, I would say the other thing, Sam, is, is we've done is we've put so many non-educators into schools uh, with wraparound services and social needs, uh, and we've turned that into an education problem, which may be more appropriate to be a local government problem um, or a state government problem Um, but we've assigned that to the backs of educators and you know there's a way to increase salaries i think sam and get better outcomes you ask for ideas we need to add an extra two weeks to the school week uh, to the school year we need teachers back in their classrooms uh, without students Uh, we need dedicated time to be able to provide and and actually pay for true professional development uh, that teachers aren't having to take time out of their classrooms um, they get paid for that, um, and as right now there, there's not enough time. Um, but we're not talking about using this money to provide, um, you know, lowering that anxiety, providing teachers uh, with more time, more professional development. All we're going to do is end up increasing salaries um, across the board, um, which is, is I think a, a huge missed opportunity. Uh, besides the huge missed opportunity of all, which is apparently we are going to continue business as usual even after COVID. And I I think that's the biggest injustice so far.
1: All right, let's take one more break and we'll be right back. Imagine a magical garden that feeds Carson City's hungry and homeless, teaches our high school students agriculture, creates hanging floral displays to beautify downtown, and yet charges nothing. It's not magic. It's the Greenhouse Project. It's real, it's growing, and it needs your help go online to CarsonCityGreenhouse.org so together we can grow it forward.
2: What do you count on? You
0: count on your power every day. At NV Energy, we've always powered what's important
2: to you, but we're not looking at the past. We're focused on the future. While our standards are high, our rates will remain low. And our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards, but leading the way. Because you can count on more than just your power. You can count on the company who brings it to you. That's our promise. You can count on.
0: Get every bit of local news you need from the RJNLVRJ.com. It's the 10 million point Break the Bank giveaways at Tamarack Casino. Plus, win your share of 50,000 in cash. The 10 million point Break the Bank giveaways plus 50,000 in cash at Tamarack Casino. Now through February 25th, your good times are at Tamarack Casino. Carson Valley Inn, your place for the good times. This is Nevada
1: Newsmakers. I'm back on Nevada Newsmakers with Alexander Marks and Brian Wachter. Um, Alexander, you want to uh, respond here to Brian? We've got about 20 seconds for you here.
2: Yeah, I think uh, you know a lot of what Brian hit on, I think, plays into exactly what our priorities are with uh, you know respecting our educators and whether that means paying them what they are owed or respecting them enough to give them meaningful professional development. We have a lot of bills that are going to be introduced this session that I think will accomplish both our, you know, Time for Twenty campaign as well as our Respect Educators Act.
1: Brian, you get the last word.
2: You know, uh, we're up. You know, we're we're cautiously optimistic. I would
0: say, Sam, that education in Nevada is going to be better in 120 days than it is now. But there has a lot of discussion left to be had. Um, you know, we've seen accountability. Now we've seen the, the highlights of, of the education plan, um, but it's the nuts and bolts that are really going to make a difference for our students. And we need to remember that the education system is designed for students um, and not the industries of adults that, that surround them.
1: And we will continue to follow this issue all the way through the session. Thank you both very much and good luck on the first day of the session. And we'll be right back. Snorkel personnel lifts are engineered beyond the industry norm to an
0: uncommon level of safety and durability and with an eye towards sustainability. They're also designed to be simple to operate
1: and maintain. Snorkel, always at the cutting edge of progress. Beautiful. As always, you've been watching Nevada Newsmakers 24 hours a day at the Newsmakers.com. See you on the next show.